street fight friends and family, guys, gals, non-binary pals. How is your day going? How is your life going? How's the world going? Is it flat? Do you know where it's at? It's it's here. This is the place to be every Sunday. Street Fight Radio, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tonight we take calls. We want to hear from all y'all. Give us a call. Uh, you know that number to dial. You wrote it down like you normally do. And you don't need me to remind you. Uh, it's 614-655-3887. Um, I don't have that on a post-it note in front of me because I think it looks tacky. And I really, my desk is the first thing that you see when you come into my apartment. And I just don't want there to be messiness. So please uh, put up with my not knowing the number every single week. It's 614-655-3887. We'll be here till 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are, of course, also in WCRSLPFM Community Radio here in Columbus, Ohio, 92.7 or 98.3 if you're in the Cap City. So come hang the, with the gang. Twitch.tv slash Street Fight Radio. Jump in the chat and uh, let us know what's going on in your world. Uh, my name is Brett. My co-host is Brian. And... We'll be here on Wednesday, too, to do the Basement Show. So there's lots of things happening uh, in the Street Fight universe. Also, the shirts did get ordered. They are on time. I know I've been, like, depressedly dragging my feet on everything, uh, but I did order the new Street Fight Anvil t-shirts, and I got another one on the way. So hang tight. You'll be able to spend some money soon. Nice. I love spending money. I the best. I did the craziest thing this month. I, something I never do. Wow. Uh, paid my bills before I bought other stuff. No and way. Why would you do that? It was something. It Well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm feeling pretty good about it. So I don't know. I think what happened was me and Kate got paid on the same. She got paid on Wednesday. I got paid on Thursday. Okay. So it just started feeling like I'll never run out of money. You know what I mean? Like you get a feeling when, when, no matter how much it is, if somebody gave me tomorrow, if somebody was like, here's 300 bucks, I, I'd be like, I'm never going to run out of money. There's no fucking possible way this 300 bucks isn't going to carry me for the rest of my life. So and I, regular, regular listeners will know that also when you say that with $200,000, you'd be set for life. Yeah. Well, I just, I get basically if there's like, okay. I have a number, okay? Uh, yeah, Brett's, uh, Brett's, Brett forgot his mic, so I sound great. Uh, there's, they said it in the chat. So anyway, here's, here's the thing. Here's the deal. And Brett does not use just for men. He would go gray gracefully, just like me. For Pete's sake. I can't believe they would accuse you of that, Brett. Um, so anyway, uh, if I, I, there is a number where I'm not broke, that once I cross that number, I'm broke, okay? And the number tends to get higher as I do better in my life, I guess. And there was a period of time where the number was like $300. Um, I think now the number is... um. $600, I think, where it's like, if I have more than $600, I'm like, 
all right, we're fucking doing great right now. Everything's going really well. I mean, we're, I never, I, I have more than $600 approximately seven days out of each month. But at that time, I feel like things are going extraordinarily well. And, uh, you know, I just, I have a way of He's paying like my thinking, thinking about like, you're just imagining having three Lego sets, I guess, or something. <laughs> just imagining all the Lego sets you could buy. I think what happened, really, the reason I paid all my bills is because I uh, went to and bought a Lego set on uh, Thursday or Friday and uh, checked the bank account afterwards. And uh, my bank, I go to a credit union. I know a lot of you people like go to regular banks that have good apps and they are very self-explanatory and you know what's going on in your bank account. Well, mine is not that way. And it, the app, it does have an app, which is surprising actually to me. So I do have a bank app, but I also, so I have this banking app. It has a section for the money that comes out on the statement where it's like, oh, this is, this is the money that came out. And then it has a section for pending charges on it. Now, I can never figure out if the number on the account is the pending charges already came out, or if the number on the balance is after or is before pending charges. So I literally never have any idea how much money I have. I just know that there's pending charges and then there's non-pending charges. And I, I, I wish somebody could explain it to me. So anyway, I end up finding out the next day that the pending charges had actually come out. So the number was the number. It wasn't a number and then these are the monies that are going to come out later. It was the okay. number. And I got really excited about it. And uh, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's pay all the bills. And I did. And now I'm sitting around feeling like, this is, I paid all the bills. I like, I feel good about it. But uh, uh, yeah, this should, yeah, this is really taking a turn for the worse on Street Fight. Well, that doesn't, I mean, it doesn't, I, I just feel good that I paid my bills. It's not like I'm not going to be broke in a week. Like in a week, I'm going to be like, why I know, the fuck but did I pay my bills? You know what I mean? I do that. Yeah. Then that's, that's where then in a week you're like, what the fuck was I thinking paying my bills like that? That was stupid. But right now I feel rich. I feel like a guy that's like really got it together. So that's, that's okay. I mean, I'm yeah, now I'm. Now it's I'm good to have on this. Together. I'm on this thing now where I want new towels, and uh, uh -huh. finding out how much that costs. I don't like it. Now I'm starting to figure out why I've had the same towel since I moved out. <laughs> it's a big investment. A few Lego sets. A few Lego sets. <laughs> and you gotta several. get don't matching up and down the wall. You gotta get like the shit that hangs on the wall too. Dude, back when I was um growing up. Like we had a linen closet at my parents' house and it was positively filled with towels, Brett. You would never believe the amount of towels in this linen closet. It just from bottom to top, 
We had so many towels. Um, I thought that's how life was, right? Like, oh god, yeah, yeah. My parents have five kids, so there were seven people living in the house. So I thought life was whole closet full of towels. That's not what life is like at all. No, no. no I've I've like six towels. And the ends are ripped off of every single one of them. So they're not even full towels. The ends are ripped off and then cut into pieces and are now used as dish towels. <laughs> so now I have all of these like 75% of a towel. And it's driving me fucking crazy. I, I am going nuts. And uh, I don't know. I, I got to buy towels, but they're expensive. I don't like the idea of it. Somebody in the chat said silverware that doesn't bend. Psychic gasoline in the chat's like, I'm thinking about buying silverware that doesn't bend. I would just get that thought right out of my head if I was you. You do not want to start looking into that stuff. It just, that stuff bad costs road so to go much down. money. It just, you don't want to start thinking about buying good appliances. You know what I mean? I got a KitchenAid handed to uh, me. Hand, hand me down kitchen aid, very old. Um, and when I found out how much those things cost, I was like, no wonder my parents only ever had one of those hand guys. Cause those are like 14 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Those are easy to replace. Yeah. Yeah. I have one of those too, but yeah. Everything in your house costs way too much money. Yeah. And I have that problem. I was yeah. trying to refurnish my whole house after divorce. Um, it's like, hey, I did a good job. I, I um, you know, I'm not, I didn't spend all my money on useless shit. And then it's like, well, now I need something for the house. Like I need a vacuum cleaner now, which is like oh. the worst. It's the worst. There's never been a good one. Nobody fucking likes theirs. Everybody's always looking to their next vacuum cleaner. Mm -hmm. No one likes the vacuum cleaner that they fucking have. Not even the Dyson people. I got a shark. And people been telling me like these sharks. Well, they've been telling me. Remember how I said that Swiffers don't work? And then everybody yelled at me and said Swiffer works. Uh, uh, they also told me those sharks for the uh, hardwood don't work. Um, uh, I don't know. I mean, I have like one. And I think it's ridiculous to put a vacuum on a hardwood floor anyway. Or like a, a tile floor. But I have carpeting upstairs. But I don't want my wife... I don't want my wife vacuuming too often because I'm worried she'll vacuum up some Legos. And oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like and then I'm missing a Lego. It's like what the fuck? Now I got to order a new Lego. So now every time she's downstairs vacuuming and I hear that noise of like a hard thing going into the vacuum, I have a meltdown. Oh, when you hear the crackle? Yeah. <laughs> if I hear <laughs> while she's vacuuming, I'm like, fuck, that could be that. I don't even know. That could be, you know, a Lego. And that would be a problem because, you know, I'm still working on this set. You know? <laughs> Worth money. It's a lot of money. <laughs> well, I can't oh, figure right. out how to sell them. So I just gave up. I, I bought this goddamn Optimus Prime. I took a picture Ooh. of the box as a joke. And somebody said, oh, you hate to see when somebody treats their boxes like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know how to open it without it, like, looking like yeah. it's opened. You're a little rough on things. It's a fucking box. I don't know how to open something, but the, I did go to a, a razor. toy store. 
You get a I razor would, and you slow, or you like steam the you steam the sticker off. You hold it over a steaming water and then pull the sticker off gently so it can be reattached. Crazy behavior. I went to the toy store today. The 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 uh, um, what's the toy? So I go into this vintage toy store, right? I don't know why I thought this because it's an idiotic thing to think, but I was like, maybe they got some cheap Lego sets in there. Like, the, <laughs> like they don't know what they got sort of thing. Like a guy that owns a vintage toy store <laughs> doesn't know what he has. Well, we got all these crummy old toys from the early 1930s and 40s. These old Batmans, these Mego Batmans and Justice League figures, they suck. We got to get rid of them for pennies. <laughs> So I go in there and, and uh, I'm looking at the wrestling figures because I want a Kevin Nash. I already have like a Bobby Heenan. There's like a few wrestling figures that I'd like to have. Yeah. Um, but it, like, it, it's not just a like all by any, you know, it's like Kevin Nash. I'd like probably a Scott Hall, uh, any Bobby Heenan variants. Uh, maybe maybe a uh, honky tonk man. Like there's just certain ones that hold sway in my mind as like special. And uh, I'm standing in there and I'm looking at the section where they're all in the boxes. And I just can't believe that. I can't believe somebody had the foresight to like save the box. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to figure out like. I, there's a Wardlow one, which he's an AEW guy. It was an uh -huh. AEW action figure in the box. And I'm like, why would you even do that? Because that's well, never going to be worth anything. And then you find out, it's like, you, then you start thinking, you're like, if everybody thought like me, they wouldn't have all these other ones that are in the box <laughs> that are worth something now, you know? <laughs> that's a bad example because only adult men are buying wrestling action figures. Yeah, of course they're keeping him in the box. Yeah, I don't. If I bought a if I bought a figure, I'd take it out of the box, dude. Because I wouldn't. Yeah, you're not a collector, and you don't think it would. Yeah. Well, you just want to. I thought people just wanted the toy. And again, okay, wrestling figures a bad one, right? But like having a whole bunch of GI Joes that are in the box to me seems wild like having every cobra commander that ever existed in a box in the box is like who even thought to do that in in the 80s in the 80s and 90s dude adults threw toys away they did not keep them <laughs> um my parents was always trying to throw my toys away <laughs> I mean, I think you'll find that there are just very weird, meticulous. There's kids that do it. And then there's also grownups watching these show that really fall in love with the characters that don't want to taint the toy. It's like having a mint baseball card, like taking it out of the package. I mean, it's ruined. It's like some kids play thing. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be in the box to be like even. I mean, the same thing goes for like. um so the play it trade it plays by me. They have like Super Nintendo games that are still shrink right. They got like a Star Fox for like three hundred and ninety nine dollars, you know. And people go in there and look at it and are like, oh, well, maybe I don't know. People pick up like a, you know, just a seven hundred dollar like uh, Sega Saturn like cardboard cutout that was never opened or something. Like just sat in a back room, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it either. It's better than like NFTs for sure. 
Yeah. Um, but I mean, I love the packaging because I like to see the wording that they use. I like to see that the other figures that were available in the series, um, I like to see all that stuff. And also but, I like to, to keep the integrity of the figure together. But I really, when I was a kid, you know, like I've said this before, like my favorite toys were uh, uh, He-Man, the, uh, uh, what, what's the word? The, the, the Masters of the Universe. Like I was yeah. just the world's biggest Masters of the Universe guy, right? And like before there was a TV show, all of the Masters of the Universe lore was in these little books that came inside the packaging of the Masters of the Universe toys where you would, uh -huh. it was like a comic book that gave you like whatever the lore was and uh or like other toys came with like a catalog inside them of like other toys that you could get and i right. was crazy for those catalogs man i was Carla just saves all of her catalogs still really i didn't save them. them i just read them and was like this, my parents threw them in a trap my parents dude a punishment in my house was i'm just gonna throw your toys away they would just yeah get, that was mine too yeah, they get all hot under the collar and they say, fine, I'm throwing all your toys away. And it's like, damn, that's fucking mean. But the other thing my, I saw. He would do like a work boot walkthrough and just like anything <laughs> that stepped on would get broke. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that blew my mind is trading cards being in the package there. And also how little they're worth. Like a pack of Garbage Pail Kids is only $3. Yeah, because they made a bajillion of them and tried to put them into every kid's hand. Oh, yeah. Trust me. They were in my hands. So, yeah, that was my toy day. I spent a good toy day. Uh, they did have Legos. Uh, they didn't know what they had in the opposite direction because they have one that I bought for $140 and they were selling it used for 200 bucks. And I was like, well, I guess the overhead <laughs> displaces a lot or something because they know what they got, but they, they charge too much for it. So it was very strange. My, the Shelby, the one at the office uh, that I dropped and is now in pieces, but the Shelby at the office was 140 bucks and they were selling it for $200. It was in the box, but the box was very clearly opened and damaged. And I was just like, I'm not gonna buy anything here now. Like, cause now I know you're ripping people. Now I know it's a rip off joint, you know? So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I, um, I don't, that's a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, first, first of all, um, can you buy it? Can you go to the store and buy it right now? No. Yes. So, this, you can you can go buy it for 140 it, it's a target for 140 right now okay. it's such a fucking common lego set that you can because like you can't get like optimus prime or the back to the future car at like target you have to go to the lego store but like or order it online but like the shelby is one that they sell at like target and walmart and stuff like that it's one that is there that you could go get for 140 dollars, and it's just yeah. nuts the other thing though is that also i mean I have stuff that I have in my closet um, that you just wait for the right person to pay the right price. Ten years yeah. from now, they'll sell it for two hundred dollars. You know? Yeah, some fucking crazy I, guy that like Shelby's will come walking in there. Yeah, I um, yeah, I don't know. I've been reselling a bunch of shit recently and trying to think about it. 
because I just resold something, but like a, a bank that I bought for like 10 bucks, I sold it for like 60 bucks. Nice. And uh, I'm, but I'm like, I mean, I, I had to drive out to fucking Lancaster, Ohio, spent like two hours on the fucking road and probably $10 in gas to go get it. And I can see why somebody wouldn't want to deal with that and would just want to have the cool thing at their house. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I go and procure a lot of very neat, interesting things, but uh, yeah, it takes time and effort on my part. And uh, you just have to come in and pay. You don't have to do shit. So, yeah, you know. you're right. You're you're totally right. Because like I started thinking like I started trying to figure out because like so something I really, really, really loved uh, growing up is muscle men like M oh, yeah. dot U dot. You know what I'm talking about? They were yeah. like little alien wrestlers. Can um, you come on. I was so super into those things. And uh, I would love to have a few just around in my house just like kind of to show off like but like i was like i would have to get like extraordinarily lucky to find muscle men or just order them on the internet because i don't want new ones because the ones they had at the toy store i was at were masters of the universe ones and i was like well that wasn't what i was trying to get the muscle men were alien wrestlers so uh, I did find out what muscle stands for, then forgot about it as promptly as I left. But I, I did stand there and look at it and go like, that's what muscle stands for? <laughs> Millions of unusual small creatures lurking everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, that's what it was? Because we just called them muscle men growing up. I love those goddamn things. Well, they're yeah. actually, they were they were really uh, Kanikumon, which is a wrestling manga in Japan. They were just those figures. Re like they just called them muscle men when they brought them to America. Yeah, but it is a real Kanikumon is a really good anime and uh, and uh, manga. Manga. I should I don't know, whatever. I should look into something like that. I tried mm. anime though. I I did the one thing and uh, I liked it, and then just fell off. You know what I mean? Oh, by the yeah. way. Uh, I am, I, I am, I finished the Mormon show and, uh, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be Mormon. Still can't make Mormon? the promise. I don't know. They, they got a little weird near the end where it was like, it felt, you know what it made me feel like? And I don't know if this is true. It made me feel like, like if you're a, a Mormon, like a person could tell you like I'm a prophet and you, you would like probably fall. Like people were just falling for it all the time in this show. And then I watched another thing and people were falling for it. And then like a couple of other documentaries where it was like, I'm starting to feel like I'm starting to feel like they're easy to trick. <laughs> I don't want to be that, but I'm still obsessed with Mormons. If people know any other Mormon stuff, I would love it. I, I've already orgasmo. seen the one where the guys blow each other up. And I have orgasmo. seen Orgasmo. Yeah. Okay. And then somebody told me the guys that blew each other up shared a cell with the guys that from the Mormon show I was watching. And I was like, oh, they're Bible studies. Were like sucked each other off? No, they shared a, a jail cell. Because in my... They blew each other up? Well, no. Okay. So there were these Mormons like in the eighties that just blew each other up with bombs. Like they were just like, got real mad because somebody wasn't Mormon enough. And cause that's okay. what ends up happening. These goddamn Mormons, right? They like, 
they get mad at each other because people aren't Mormon enough. They're not like Christians. Where Christians are like, oh, you know, you're not acting very Christian, but like that's part of being a Christian. You know what I mean? Like we're all imperfect people. With the Mormons, it feels like like there are people that are like, you say you're Mormon, but you're not. And then they get really mad and then they go fucking nuts on each other. And they okay. will like blow each other up with bombs. They'll fucking kill each other's wives and stuff like that. And it's like, and and yeah, hot tits four twenty in a chat said FLDS. It is. There's a sect of Mormons called the FLDS, the Fundamental Latter Day Saints, and they're the ones that are still doing polygamy, and they're the ones that are like, they 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 just are like they're not putting up with nothing, dude. They just aren't. They do not put up with people faking be a Mormon. So I just want the FLDS to know that uh, I am not Mormon. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that I won't turn Mormon when I'm 60. That's just a fucking thing that could happen. My okay. sister gave me some Mormon info, too, because she married an ex-Mormon. So I got some new Mormon info recently, too. Uh, that, Doing like, some. they... Huh? Doing research? Yeah. Well, I guess when she was getting married, he had decided, hey, I'm not a Mormon because, you know, this guy's been doing drugs and stuff with me for years already before they go to get married. Right. Um, and his dad pulls her aside and he's like, what are you going to do to, like, get him back in the church? And she's like, nothing, because I'm not Mormon. <laughs> and so that? what his dad. Yeah. Oh, OK. The guy she's marrying's dad is like, what are you going to do to get him back in the church? And it's just like nothing. Like, I don't want him okay. to. And so, like, for the whole rest of the time, like, like, he also tried to christen her car with holy water, but, like, not dumping it on the car, like, breaking a glass of holy water on the car. And she was like, I'm not letting you break a glass on my car. <laughs> it's not like a boat. And he got really mad at her. And then there was another time where she said, fuck. And uh, he kind of like really pushed her up against the wall and, and gave her the what for like real fucking mean style stuff. So, and also she told me, here's the other Mormon thing about him. Uh, one time he had an impure thought about a woman and he left his family for 30 days to like prey on it. Smart. Like he was just fucking gone. No, he didn't like do anything with the woman. He Smart. just, I mean, like, that's what I mean though. He like, he really <laughs> stepped away from the sitch so he could clear his head. I need 30 days for most of my decision. It's a thought. I think that's the thing that gets me is like, how the fuck you get caught in a thought? Like, how do you, I can never catch myself thinking the bad stuff that I do, you know, it's like, I'm not, I don't, I don't think it's bad till you do it, I guess is where my opinion falls in. So that wow. is, it's called under the banner of heaven is the Mormon show. Uh, I am going to start watching big love soon. Uh, anything Mormon. You just let me know because I'll fucking watch. I love them. I don't love them. I think they're crazy, but like I'm as fascinated with them as there was a period where I was very fascinated with North Korea. Then I found out that's just like racism. 
or imperialism mm-hmm. or whatever. So okay. I kind of backed off on that, you know, but the okay. Mormons are like my new kind of, I'm really into that. I'm really okay. fucking obsessing over them. So sounds exciting. That's my life. That's what's going on. Uh, how you doing, Brett? What was your weekend? Um, uh, I did a ton of, we did a lot of shit. Um, I'm, I'm in pain because I was, I was playing board games by myself. I got this new rally man GT board game. I was playing, I was playing a racing board game, drinking non-alcoholic beer and getting so excited that I was doing pull-ups and I like pulled, pulled a muscle in my arm (laughs) and I was like head banging around the house. I was so giddy. I was like all by myself and I was playing this game, which I didn't think I was going to be too much into it. But then I saw that you could do time trials and then I just became obsessed with getting the lowest amount of time on this fucking board game. And it's on your phone or no, is it like an on actual the table? It's an actual physical piece of like yeah. stuff that you can play by yourself. Rolling dice. Yeah. To race around a track as fast as possible. And it's F1. No, it's just regular ass cars. Man, F1 is, I mean, I can't think of anything bigger right now. I got to tell I know. you. It's gigantic. One of the wrestling podcasts I listened to got into F1. Now they like spend like 15 minutes at the beginning of every show talking about F1. It's and it's take not, over. It's not like a comedy show or anything. They're like pretty fucking like straight laced dudes. Oh, yeah. That are like journalists that like break news and now they're like what's going on in f1 i haven't heard the name max verstappen that many times but they love them they watch that netflix show everybody loves that netflix show and yeah they get into the race. Big one. yeah i tried it you know i'm going also down there's the southern ohio forest rally is happening i'm gonna go take charlotte and uh we're gonna go watch some rally cars next next week what um, i took car the ones that go like flying through the woods and shit. Brown, but like, like remember Colin McRae? Remember that Subaru, Subaru WRX and like the Colin McRae racing for uh, PlayStation? Googling it right now. No, I don't. You don't remember any of that? Okay. I don't um, know. The woods. Yeah, it's basically. Though. Yeah, you. They race on different. They race on asphalt, gravel, in the woods, on snow and ice. They set up like 15 little stages and each stage will be like a two mile run. That's like absolutely breakneck, like wild. And they just speed through. They'll be like 80, 90 miles an hour, you know, through the fucking forest, you know, and, and into the hundred high hundreds, you know, on straightaways and shit. Not even and really there's two, fancy. There's, there's two guys cars. in the car. There's like a co-driver that tells them what's coming up. They're like, Turn five, 500 meters. It's all, it's all like Scandinavian people. Scandinavian people can fucking drive. Yeah, like I can't figure out why we can't get into that here as much. Like, Cause, we cause like NASCAR the worst race. Dog shit. We have the yeah. worst race. NASCAR is dog shit. Indy is the best. And Indy is trying to do a drive to survive thing. But like going to the Formula One race in Miami, you needed like $1,800 for a ticket. To go yeah. to like the Austin one was like, $185 for one day or like $600 for the weekend. You can, I went, you can go to IndyCar for 35 bucks for general admission. Jesus. Well, I mean, 35 bucks is a great ticket price, but yeah, I, 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 I think these rally cars are really weird because I don't think they don't look like super special. 
that's what's interesting. Well, they got all the ads on them, but they look like like just like I'm trying to think of how to explain it. Like penny racers. Yeah, or the the cars Toy the cars. dudes race in the street. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a guy that gets like really into fucking like Hyundai's. Like they look like that to me. You're talking original Fast and Furious style. <laughs> yeah, guys that are really into Hyundai's or like was um, nobody's Corollas. <clears throat> that's okay, the, Corollas, uh, yes. Okay. Here's a guy that's really into Toyota Yaris. Yeah, there you go. No, not that's really. A- You're off, but still. It's something. I, I'm looking at cars. So they're weird well, looking the, cars. The Yaris now, I guess it is called that is a Yaris. Is it a Yaris? No, that was the old one. There's a Yaris. There's a Toyota Yaris here. There's a Hyundai. Um, you're right. I forgot there's a Hyundai group in uh in Rally Car now. But I see Subarus and Porsches too. The Porsche guy probably is like a you know. Like people are probably like, fuck you, Porsche guy. I would be. You know, nobody likes so. Porsche guys. Yeah. Well, no, I was going to buy a Porsche um, Lego set, but I didn't because, you know, Porsche seems too fancy. All right. Uh, do we want to take some calls here? Yeah, we got a few. We got some cows. All right. Let's see who's on the phone. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello, it's Hank in Los Angeles. Hi, Hank. How are you doing? Great. I'm great. You guys have been doing a good job hosting Hank Fight Radio for the last few weeks, so commending you for that. Well done. <laughs> hey, thank you for doing what you did. That was uh, really great. So, um, <laughs> how are you doing, Hank? Thank What's you. going on? Uh, let's see. I've got... Um, some uh some cult recommendations for you and a little talk about uh, you guys talked on wednesday about uh some mormon stuff and i i mentioned in the chat that i grew up a little with a little christian science so i wanted to tell you a little bit about oh. my experience as a, as a young person. yeah try to convince brian we wanted to religion. ask we wanted to ask christian science questions on wednesday do they re- do, when's Perfect. the first time you tried medicine <laughs> yesterday Actually, I, I stole Hank, a can I ask you, <laughs> do yeah, Christian scientists, this is a Christian science question, for real. Booze? Okay. Is booze okay? I, I think so. Listen, let me, I, I'm not a great source for this, but I, I because I, I honestly don't know a lot about it. Um, however, it was somewhat instrumental because in, in my childhood, because my mother was raised in a Christian science family. Um, the reason it had an impact on my life is that my mom re- depended on lithium to keep her, uh, brain in order in a way that helped us uh, in, we had some struggles in our family and, uh, she happened to also had been raised in the one fucking religion that tells you to stop taking your pills. So, uh, there were a couple of periods in my childhood where I did have to go to, uh, we did go to Christian science, uh, like Sunday school a few times. And there were a bunch of like the pamphlets and the books around. So I, I did have some exposure, but not to the degree where I can honestly be a good resource for you. But the answer is yes. They, they, all, they get drunk a lot. I'm just going to make up answers if you want to keep asking questions. I have no well, I, I think, about booze. I, 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 I think I had, this, go I, ahead. I had this conversation with my wife and daughter, and I think I even brought this up to Brett on the last show. But like the, the, I think, you know, as I've been looking into the Mormons and stuff like that, um, 
I started to think about like they're losing people, right? Like it, every religion is 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 losing people. They're not gaining. You know what I mean? And like so I started like wondering like I mean it has to be hard. But like when did your mom do you know when your mom just decided like I'm not into this. I don't believe in this. Because I would feel, the, the reason I'm asking this is because, like, in my mind, I think, because of the way I am, the way I was raised, and the way I ended up, that, like, people who grow up in, like, religious homes and stuff, and just also, let me just say this, also people from who call into this show, right? I don't know how you get to 18, 19 years old and don't just say, I'm not going to do that anymore. I don't, I don't like, I actually watched the thing about Amish people and like, uh, the, this, the, the, the dad of, of this woman was like really fucking surprised that she decided to stay Amish because he was just like, people are just leaving these days. So I think I think what is fascinating to me is people who do get to 18, 19, you're an adult, you can fucking leave. Like I it has to wreak havoc on your mind. Obviously it wreaked havoc on your mom because she went through bouts where she was like I'm not taking my medicine. I'm a I'm a Christian scientist again. But like how did she like do you know how she decided to just never mind i'm not doing this or did she leave her house when she was 18 19 years old and just say i'm not doing this right yeah i i don't know that exactly i her childhood was very um difficult and chaotic uh I, if i told you the real story it'd be just super depressing for everybody so i'll spare you the details but <laughs> Um, like a lot of families from the fifties and stuff, uh, there were, uh, the, the father did a lot of things that they, they took a lot of liberties with their families that they never should have, you yeah. know, that, that, that was a, a feature of American society still is, I would say that I think that's one of the underspoken, like, uh, uh, you know, things in America's uh, attic that needs to be talked about more, to be honest. Um, yeah. so I don't think, she, but I, I don't think she got out of high school. I, I, I never under, got the sense that it was as rigidly culty as, uh, Mormonism, uh, it could be, I think, you know, like one of the things that I was wondering about with under the banner of heaven is like, are there like moderate reform Mormons or is it like, you know, the way there's like Christians that call themselves Christian, they're probably Christian, but they don't really go to church They're you know, like there's sort of a, a, a gentle slope away from fundamental Christian to sort of like lazy Christian. I don't know if that exists for Mormon and Mormons either. Like, it seems like it's more of a cliff. Like once you sort of like are not into it they'll they'll try to keep you but then they'll just kick you like it's just sort of a steep drop off and it might be also the case for christian science i honestly don't have a, a good idea yeah. if it is or not i didn't get, get the sense that that's how it was i did go to some sunday school events a few times overall our religious uh construct was basically just like we're americans therefore we're christian we weren't particularly christian you know like it didn't, yeah. we were just like Midwestern white people, Christians. But then my mom had every once in a while, the pamphlets would come out. She, so the, the religion was started by this lady named Mary Baker Eddy. She was the Joseph Smith of, of Christian science. Uh, Joseph Smith being the guy who started Mormonism for the people that don't know that. And, 
uh, it was like in the mid 1800s, late 18, more like the late 1800s. I was actually just reading Wikipedia about it as I was waiting to talk to you guys. And uh, their population, um, well, sorry, that's jumping ahead a little bit. Uh, it started in Boston and she uh, was, I would consider her sort of a con man type, con woman, con human type person. Um, but, you know, similar to the way that uh, prophets in um, uh, Mormonism are revered, uh, America is sort of a fertile ground, especially in the 1800s, for religions to form. Uh, and, and this is one of them that actually took root. But they don't emphasize proselytization to the same degree as Mormonism. I don't even think they really do much proselytization, which is why their numbers are right now like only in the like the low hundred thousands or something like that. Um, it's pretty small, but they're, yeah. they're, they all, but they did have like prominent political figures. I, I, I'm not going to tell you the story right now, but my mom has like someone from her church who became like a very prominent figure in like national politics. <laughs> so I have a, I have a kind of a funny story about that too. But, uh, it's, 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 it was nutty though, man. She would get a, she would start to, you know, um, need medical attention. And, uh, instead of that, we had, uh, science and health, which is the, like, uh, you know, uh, Joseph Smith wrote the book of Mormon. That's like the third book of the Bible, according to the Mormons. uh, for Christian scientists, it's science and health by Mary Baker Eddy. And, uh, the, the official name is like the, the church of Christ comma scientist, which is like, they gave him like a job title, basically like Christ comma, you know, pool, like, uh, you know, pool boy or something like that. Hank, I'm, I'm going to tell you the truth though. If I was around back then saying somebody, I mean, there was a time in my life where all I needed to hear was that somebody was a scientist and I was like, Oh yeah, I believe this person. So calling Jesus a scientist, there might've been a time in my life that could have got me religious. I think, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, like they, I find this, I find this stuff so interesting. And, and like I asked at the end of the show, actually on Wednesday night, like we are in a weird time. I obviously, I don't know. I, I don't know how end timesy things are right now because like I tend to, you know, you hear all the time that like every generation thinks they're living in the end times. So you're just kind of sitting around like, I mean, this really feels like the end times. <laughs> in the pandemic created yeah. a, a disruption uh, like we haven't been tested with in a in hundred years, you know? Yeah. So are there going to be new? I mean, I asked last night, I was talking to some friends and, and I've, I, I asked you, Brett, and, and like, I think a lot of people are pointing to like QAnon might actually end up being like a legit this is a religion and we have to respect it now thing you think and so i don't know but they did last night and and some some other people had had messaged me and said that too and i just i don't know if i can f picture them seeing trump as a deity you know what i mean like i I, I think they people think that but I don't think that's how they Jesus, think of him. Yeah, Jesus would be mad about that. Yeah, well, even even if you don't, if you don't believe in God, but you're a QAnon person, right? Like, yeah, I just don't think there's people. I like I said, people 
like ascribe this stuff to to people like oh they think trump's jesus or something like that but i i just don't know if i can see them making this decision like oh trump's jesus and uh and uh when he dies you know we're all we we all follow old trump writings and speakings and stuff like that i, I don't think that's happening but i do wonder if we are going to see a new religion, especially coming out of COVID like this. You know, uh, it, it has culty characteristics that are, are, are much more apparent. I think the religion is more uh, down the road if it is going, something like that is going to happen. Um, you know, all, all the ways that uh, the uh, Mormon church was formed, and that's what uh, that show is about. I'm not gonna spoil it. I read the book too, um, but the, uh, they faced a lot of uh, persecution, which is actually a way of like hardening the believers. Um, they're, they, they're, they're pretty strict to people who, who uh, leave it. You know, they sort of have a strange uh, 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 punishment system for apostates, which I know Mormonism does, and Scientology has that. So like, like the differences between a cult and a religion is generally, I mean, I'm not gonna try to over completely uh, claim I understand it, but like when you leave is like, how brutal are they to you if you leave is one of the indicators of it. Um, Bill Burr made a good point once. Sorry for quoting uh, Bill Burr. I don't know if that's, you know, whatever. I'm strange that I'm worried no, about that. Um, that like, no, I know. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm sorry, but it like, came out of nowhere. Uh, he's one of my favorite comedians. But um, he once I heard him say that uh, the problem with uh, Scientology is that there's video of L. Ron Hubbard. Like we've got video of that guy with his like gross body, you know, it's like this like weird, shitty, you know, old job, you know, pizza, the hut looking old man. And like, that's harder to make the religion more, more saleable in a way, you know? And I think that's also true because of, uh, with Trump, right? Like, I think if a religion were to form around some sort of like crazy American Christian Trumpist type of thing, it's going to be a lot of, it's not yet mutated enough. And it, it'll, cause, cause with, uh, the internet, with, uh, social media information mutates our brains so much faster, but the videos are always going to exist. Like there's still, it's the same problem. Like once we have video of these numb nuts, like we had videos of Joseph Smith being a big creep to all these 14 year old girls or Mary Baker Eddy being a, a scammer or whatever. It'd probably be harder for those religions. Like, like you, you kind of missed the window to get your religion started now that there's video of everything. So maybe that's some form of protection. We're just going to go crazy in different ways. though. I think it's, it's going to be more culty based than, than actually like a religion. Yeah, the yeah, psychic gasoline point, too, about people think Trump is ripped. And it's not that they think he's ripped, but, like, Jesus didn't look like the hot guy that he looks like in our Christian stuff, too, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're probably yeah. right. There probably will be yeah. more just local local rites of passage. I get a lot of advertisements for, like, a man, man, uh, man go in the woods club. And they, like, make you, like, do team building activities and, like, traverse through stuff and, like, cry in front of each other and shit and this is all like um ipa looking dads and like black rifle coffee bros um but yeah. sure, they're they're trying to make their own like weird military type bonds um you know without actually joining the military basically i mean that's a way better way to make your military bonds though that's true not joining the military i do have to give them credit they didn't join the military which is good <laughs> yeah um, but I am nervous yeah. about what they like, were going to use all that training for. Right. Yeah. Like some of those guys probably have some uh, decent impulses to try to make themselves better, but it also fits into a, uh, a useful uh, conditioning 
military style conditioning thing for like reinforcing patriot, you know, the patriarchy and the kind of hierarchies that yeah. we're all stuck with right now. It's generally kind of scary, especially when you get to the I, more, more like uh, militia gun toting types. I do get very nervous about, and, and one of the reasons I left rehab and, and didn't work the program was that they wanted to send me to all men's groups. And I think, you know, it's not like I was like some woke or feminist person at this time, but something about like a bunch of men getting together has always sort of <laughs> made me nervous. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking about like to have sex with each other. I'm fine with that. I'm saying like a bunch of men, it being like, this is a male specific thing where we go and do this thing. It's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel good about that. I feel a little uncomfortable with right. that happening. I'd be more assured if they were all having sex with each other. That'd be the fine. That would like be great. Said, that's human. You should do that. Yeah. Yeah. You should go for it. Yeah. They need closeness, but they don't need do this crap to be held. Thank you. Yeah. Let's yes, go. Hey, I'll cute. go, I'll go to a sucking and fucking retreat. I might not suck and fuck, but I'll, I'll go to it. At least then I know it's not all toxic masculinity. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. <laughs> They're not like in a yeah. drum yeah. circle. Yeah. They're sucking and fucking. And it's just like sitting around a fire. I'm right. like, okay, well, this is okay. I guess better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. going well, go to go to the non-infiltrate. The non-nude side. Yeah. The non-sucking yeah. and fucking side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the pre the pre eight p.m. crowd. Um, we should infiltrate these oath keeper groups, these like men's rights groups, and then try to get them to all suck and fuck. We'll just talk like bring they it won't. up. Like, hey guys, I got an idea. Um, you know, and then they'll kill. I mean, teach them about like, punk rock, man. The real men's punk. rights groups like actually hate women. Uh, I think that yes. there's a lot of yes. those MGTOW and men's rights people that have written off sex. For the rest of the yeah world. that's true <laughs> because they hate women that much <laughs> yeah well i think american cult, cult is going to form like just out of like american worship of the country like that's what they're trying that's what they mean when they say make america great again is referring to the past that never existed the one that they you know want to believe is true the mythical past of, of great white men that ruled the land is that's the scary that's, part of america's future in terms of go and gun, that plus that, guns so it's a, it's a violent, you're, violent, racist cult. You're seeing so much more of like, oh, I guess I can't be a white man. And like, I'm seeing so much more of like people like because it's brought up if somebody's a white man now, I'm seeing a lot more people say like, oh, I guess it's not OK to be a white man anymore. And it's like, oh, I, that that's a bad what's the word? that's like sort of a bad way to be headed. But I mean, it's always been yeah. that way. When 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 attention's not focused on white men, they get super mad about it. <laughs> yes, yeah. And honestly, like if a group of uh, like benevolent aliens came down and they did like an honest survey of what's fucked up about this country, but about lots of our countries, Western Western dominated, um, and they came down and said, "You know what? Uh, no white guys in charge." I think we'd all agree that's probably the right call if the aliens decided that was best for us. Just based on the evidence. That would make people hot. It's not like we're though. heading down a, yeah, we're not heading down a good direction and we've been mostly mostly it's been white guys calling the fucking shots around here. So honestly, you can make a case for why there shouldn't be any white guys in charge at all. But yeah, the the, the sensitivities of these fellas is uh is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel so weird. I, I, I actually would have to say 
that the thing that I think weirds me out the most or, or that has the trend that's sort of making me pretty uncomfortable is there is now this point where like people are mad because of diversity in like movies and television. And that seems like something that like, it just to me is one of those things like, how can you be mad about that? <laughs> you know, it's like, that's not, I don't, I don't know how to frame it like a, a bad thing, I guess. And I find, I, I find people making that argument. I really feel like they are, I, it's, that is like the purest form of like racism and homophobia, you know? Because it's just like, yeah. now you're just saying like, I'm sick of seeing like non-white people on TV. Like, I just don't even want to see that. And that to me is, I'm seeing so much of that, like in the ugly parts of Twitter and, and hearing it from, from people in my family uh, or people I'm close to or, or around. And I just, I find that, I think that's like a really nasty thing. When Elon Musk said that Netflix has a woke mind virus and it's like, Netflix sent a memo to all their people saying, if you're offended, you should just quit your job. <laughs> I don't think they're the woke company, but the reason he says that they're the woke company is because there are shows about being gay and there's shows about, about black people and stuff like that. That's what's woke. And that is like, not what that that's just, putting people in stuff it's not like wokeness you know right it's lived experiences yeah, like they're, they're for just, people right right yeah they're just overtly uh going after the concept of representation in in media and in movies like it's so apparent with uh like star wars movies even in fantasy shows where they're you know it's all fiction you know, there's been numerous cases where the uh, the actor is a person of color and they go after uh, them for not being white in a Star Wars movie or something like that. And you, you, these these it, it's that's one of the the things about our uh, the isolation of young men and all the ways our whole world is sort of set up. If you wanted to create conditions to have like a, a to, to turn a country fascist, you'd basically design America as far as like if, yeah. if someone actually tried. It's fucking frightening honestly the way uh the trump effect didn't just train other politicians that they don't have to face any consequences for being hypocritical liars not that they didn't always do that before but like it seems like regular people are are dialing in on that now like the the the, the forces of mordor are just like sweeping over the land is kind of how it seems um and but luckily we got nancy pelosi and chuck schumer to push back so and joe biden that, hey, so they, no worries they they did that thing on in 2020 where they, they got down on one knee. So, you know, we're, we're looking good. Oh, yeah. Well, Hank, yeah. we have a full queue and I took you off your subject okay. once again and ruined your call for no you. Problem. But, uh, no. I want to thank no. you for calling and one week we're going to get to what you called for. I promise. Let's do it. And let me uh, plug my podcast <laughs> real quick. If you guys want more of this bullshit, uh, uh, winners and losers. Um, I'm putting up a YouTube video tonight. But uh, and on the podcast apps, I'd love to hear get some new listeners. Make me happy. Yeah, thank you, Brian. Thank you, like Brad. Tank, and if yeah. you like Tank Fight Radio, check out Winners and Losers. Thanks, Hank. We'll we'll see. We'll talk to you again. I always take All it. Right, Hank is so easy up. for me to talk to. I just tank Hank off of his uh, subject every time. <laughs> yep, Hank gets yanked.
Um, yeah, poor guy. I took my daughter to go to a luge class yesterday. Like luge, like, like at the Olympics. Yeah, apparently White Castle pays. Um, White, White Castle is hooked up with the U.S. luge team to find young talents across the country, so they'll let your kid come play on a luge for two hours to see if they can like scout. Fuck! Would they let a forty-three-year-old man do it? That's that's what exactly what I was gonna say. Is I was like trying not to lose my cool, but she was getting so mad. It was so hot, and she's wearing a fucking helmet, and I wanted to jump on that thing more. Like I was, it was all jealousy. I didn't yeah. force her. I asked her. I said, do you want to go try luge? And I showed it to her. And she was like, yes, I want to go do this. Yeah. But it was so fucking hot. And um, she wanted to leave so bad. And she was trying to send me, like, her meanest faces. Like, she's dragging this, like, 20-pound sled. It's like a sled with rollerblade wheels on the side of it that you lay on. Yeah. Um, there's, a huge, there's a huge soapbox derby course that we went to. And she had to keep dragging it up the side of this road and was so fucking mad at me until I finally caved. She did give me enough fat lip that I was like, all right, we can go. You're done. You're not a loser. <laughs> yeah, that does suck because you're like, in the future, you're, you're going to. It's because you give them stuff and take them to stuff that it then becomes like nothing has value. Like my parents would yeah. take me. They would never take me to a luge, but if they did, I'd be still talking about it. Like, damn, man, I, I went yeah. to a luge place once. It's true. <laughs> but she, they do stuff all the time, you know? Yeah. She is the bar she lives the Barbie lifestyle where she can just try on any sort of hat, any sort of career she wants. She's like, maybe I'll be a loser. You're not. <laughs> you are a loser. Yeah. All right. Next call. Uh thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hey, what's up? It's Nick. Nick from New Zealand? I was going to try, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, hey. Good job. Very respectful. He's <laughs> <laughs> this close, though. I mean, when we're talking like right there to, to trying, but it's so, I mean, mine are so fucking bad that like it's really embarrassing when, uh, you know, when, when we are, uh, <laughs> when, when I do it to somebody who actually talks like that. So. Uh, what's up, Nick? What's going on? Not much. It's um, public holiday here. It's Queen's birthday. So um, we got a long weekend and I've done absolutely nothing. And it's been real sick. Like, it's kind of like you get three days off for a weekend. Sometimes you'll be real productive and sometimes you'll sit around doing fuck all. And uh, I've done fuck all. It's a three day weekend? What? Yeah. Did yeah. you say it's a? And so can I ask uh, you this? Holiday today. Is it that Queen's Jubilee gimmick? You know what I'm talking about. Are you involved with that? Um, no, it's um, it's uh, it's a public holiday every year. Um, I know in the UK they're doing a lot for the Jubilee, but here, not no one really cares to be honest. I think New I Zealand no and what Australia it is. have both been like, yeah. It's, She's been in power for like seventy years, but every year we get a we get a day off um, in in June for her birthday, <laughs> which is I mean like I'll take a day off. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like it it doesn't have to yeah. mean anything. I mean we do President's Day, and I remember getting like a day like President's Day off, and or Memorial Day or <laughs> Veterans Day. It's like you give me Veterans Day off, and 
I mean, I'm not going to celebrate the veterans or whatever, but I'll fucking take the day off. Exactly. So, uh, how's it going, Nick? I mean, what else is going on? I, you said you didn't do anything today. So, we got to check in on and what I mean, like, I've, I've, I've played video games. I've just been playing Fallout again and took the dog for a walk, and that's about it. Um, I was thinking, though, um, there is a Mormon connection that our Prime Minister is an ex-Mormon, which is, which is kind What's of funny because, you know, like... It's not something you think about in New Zealand very much, um, but every every sometimes you'll even go through a small town and there'll be like a LDS church in the middle of like a suburban street. It, it, I gotta it's, tell it's, you, it's funny here. I'll tell you what though, it actually makes more sense to me in New Zealand than it does in America, right? Because like when the Holy Land is far away. It's kind of one of those things where you can like really give yourself, you can be like, yeah. well, you know, the Holy Land is over in America, so that's really far away, and most people, you know, aren't going to get there. So I can see, look, I've just been to Missouri, and I'm like not impressed with it. <laughs> um, but I, I get I, it over uh, there. The other things I've been doing... Uh, well, um, I've got, um, we've been, been working with the, um, Canterbury Socialist Society and we've set up a few others around the country as well. And I've got a, um, I'm hosting, we, we host like educational lectures, uh, educational lecture, lectures and, um, film screenings and, and some other workshops and stuff. And on Wednesday, I'm hosting a talk with a whole bunch of union, uh, delegates, um, so I'm sort of fretting about, you know, what sort of questions do I ask? Um, it yeah. should be a pretty good event, but um, it's the first one I'm I'm actually hosting myself. Yeah, I think I have to like. I'm trying to figure it out. Like, I'm trying. I'm trying to think like it, how to come up with. I stink at questions. That's why everything I do is like conversational. You know, this like. Tell them a wildly yeah. personal yeah, story that drags them into your worldview. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, my experience as a union delegate here is um, we've been bargaining for a contract that expired like two and a half years ago. So I've not been the best delegate. Um, it's a really <laughs> protracted experience because um, the company I work for is massive and we've got a really, really tiny union presence here. Oh, Yeah. I mean, what are like the laws like over there? The, is it easier to be in a union over there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's really protected, but it's also um, really mitigated. You can't strike unless your con uh, your collective agreements up for bargaining. Um, so, so like you know, we our unions are pretty toothless. Um, we used to have pretty much compulsory unionism. Um, but, oh, you know, like fresh. you guys had Reagan and the UK had Thatcher. We had um, the same sort of reforms uh, in, in the 80s. What 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 kind of uh, prime minister or president do you have now? Like what what like thing? <sighs> Pretty like a Macron, um, Brandon. Is he like a well, Brandon? Yeah, totally. Is it a, is it I a mean, crypt keeper guy? Is it a crypt like a dead skeleton that 
is held up and treated like a real person? <laughs> no, well, we've got we've got Jacinda Ardern, so I think she's like mid mid forties, maybe. Um, oh, you got an Obama? Uh, she's the she's the Labour Party. Yeah, she's um, she's not where we'd want her to be, but she's certainly a lot better than um, I don't know Boris Johnson or Trump or something or Biden even. Um, uh, I, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan, but I mean, I'm a socialist. She was the president of um, International Socialist Youth, but I think that was even um, probably. I mean, like she she um, she worked for the Blair government when she came out of university, so that sort of played oh. pretty well. We hated him. We did. I mean, yeah, he sucks. The funniest thing about Tony Blair, though, is that like he was on Bush's side. And it's not like, like, cause there was a, you know, that short period where I was like listening to Rush Limbaugh and stuff like that. Even then I was, you know, probably called Blair a, a, a slur of some sort, but still like, I didn't respect him. Yeah. Anyway, I'm like, I'm okay with the war, but I just, that British guy, I don't, I do not respect that guy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think many people do. I, th I think we actually put on a lecture um, recently about um, uh, well essentially what formed the opinions of Blair and it's interesting that quite a lot of really good thinkers can sort of meld themselves together and be completely um, taken in the wrong way by a Labour government and, and, and just put in this horrible sort of um, propping up of neoliberalism. It's it's pretty interesting, the 90s in politics and especially um, the Commonwealth countries. Yeah, that kind of that kind of like it's not left, but it's framed as left. You know, Obama was a, yeah. was a big yeah. Well, Actually, they're calling Joe Biden a fucking socialist right now. They'll call anybody a socialist. But like <laughs> the idea that like it's very easy to pull there are people it's very easy to pull in if you just say good things. You don't like have to actually do anything good. Yeah. And you don't have to like, you don't have to do anything good. And you also don't have to like, what's I'm trying to like, you don't have to like, you can do actively evil stuff and people will still like you. If you talk, I, I totally know what you're talking about. It's, it's, it's really fucked up to see like Biden essentially putting out press statements saying, like, oh, the shooting in Texas was really bad. I wish somebody would do something about it. It's like, bro, who the <laughs> fuck are you? Like, come on. That's what American presidents do, though. They American presidents always will be like, I wish somebody would do something about this stuff. It's crazy. But then they're also the most powerful man in the world, they call him. So you're like, I don't know. If he can't do anything. But yeah, his response, well, you know, the demo, the U.S. government and guns is just—I don't know, man. I—I I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't feel well, like I'm, I'm from Christchurch. Possible. And we had, um, you know that you would have heard like it was 2000, uh, 2019. Um, there was that mosque shooting here. Fifty-one people yes. died, and we're a town of like four hundred thousand people. So it was. Um, I mean, it was huge in the world, but obviously in Christchurch, like it was a phenomenal event and they did some reforms and this was under Ardern as well. So I can give her props to this, to a point um, of 
uh, a ban on um, they call them military style semi-automatic weapons. Or um, I don't even think they would. Yeah, like there's just an outright ban and a gun buyback. Um, I don't know if it's had any positive effect yet. At least there was some sort of coalescence and some action taken. Um, yeah, somebody tried I know that something. Australia in the nineties after the yeah the the Port Arthur shootings in Australia, like they they did some um, gun control on that work has worked really well. So you know there is yeah. it's it's sad to see in the states because obviously it's so ingrained that I, I can't imagine even if there was um, a, a limitation on people who can buy them. Like you know, there's so many guns out. There. I think it's sort of well, yeah. past the point of no return, really. As I always tell, I was talking to my daughter about it, and I just said, "There's like, there's so many of them already. It's, it's, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the solution is. But there's a lot of guns out there. No, neither. And, like, and, and I mean, as as a Marxist as well, so like, look at you know the the writing and and and, and read, you know, like you sh- you shouldn't give up your um, arms with, you know." Uh, yeah, it's it's a tough position to be in as a Marxist because you can see the devastation from it, and especially in Christchurch after after that, it's it's pretty brutal. Yeah, and I don't look at I like I said I I I mean I I don't know that I even look at this stuff like where I'm like oh I'm a I'm a uh, I'm against gun control or something like that. I I am I look at it like there's a lot of them out there. I don't know what to fucking do. Uh, I understand why people want them, and I understand why people want them banned. <laughs> and like, I don't. I, I I'm too stupid to grapple with that kind of stuff. You know. I mean, yeah, there exists sure. a world. There exists a um, way to do anyway, it. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of places have accomplished things. It's just America is not that place. America is. We're just thrown on a plot of land and left to fend for ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. and. With the I know with the conversation about where things are heading, I mean the price of everything is going up so much, and I'm seeing I'm seeing people sleeping on the streets more than I ever have in my fucking life. So um, I, I think that like I'm worried oh, more about yeah, right wing sure. militias. I'm worried about right wing militias is the reason that I'm and but I also import gun banning guns because I'll have a motherfucking illegal gun, no problem. So I'm not I'm not worried. I I will be with the people that have illegal guns. So I yeah. also doesn't bother me. Totally. Yeah, I totally get where you're coming from, and it's sort of that um, it's that case of like, well, what what do you determine what's the most free? Is it is it the ability for somebody to own a gun, or is it the ability to like go to school and not get shot up? You know what I mean? There's right. different viewpoints sure. around what's going to make things better, even in that framing. Um, yeah, I suppose, like, absolutely. I come from a place in New Zealand when you look at guns or COVID or whatever, the fact that we're in the middle of nowhere and surrounded by water sort of makes things a little bit easier for us. We don't manufacture guns here. You know, in the <laughs> yeah. States, it's, it's a, you know, like even if you do it on a state by state level or whatever, like, you know, I've, I've heard that, you know, Chicago has got bad gun violence, but it's, it's not the fact that the laws in Chicago are going to make things better or worse because they can just drive over a bridge and go to a different state. You know what yeah, I mean? Like well, they, it must be really hard to do anything if it's not on a federal level. And the Chicago gun violence thing is just them. That's like a nasty racist thing that, that conservatives do. Uh, you know, but 
there is gun yeah, violence. Yeah, you have there, to forgive sure, me because right? uh, you know, like I. No, 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 no. You know, I'm, I'm not saying know, you did that. It's from what I, I read on Twitter. So. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm saying there is gun violence there, but it is also conservatives use it so that they can say that we can't ban guns because you know. Oh no, they banned guns in exactly. Chicago yeah, and, and people are still that's, that's, using them. Yeah. That's what it is. But well, you know, that, those yeah, those people exactly, would never yeah. go to it's like I look at my father in law who has a gun and he lives in the middle of fucking nowhere in like a modular home and he's like, Well, what if somebody breaks in my house? And it's like, dude, there's nobody here. There's like nobody's gonna break <laughs> into your fucking house, dude. <laughs> people break in your house when you're not there that's when they want to break into your house yeah, i I've want had, to come in your house and exactly you. i've i've i know three stories now of people that heard someone breaking into their basement or base breaking into their basement or downstairs and they go to the st- top of the stairs and say like get the fuck out of here and the person just scrambles away yeah 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 absolutely that's the fucking well, thing all, all of the that's, good arguments uh, are falling apart because yeah I mean, like in Texas, like the you know you can say as much a good guy with a gun's gonna stop a bad guy with a gun, but there was fucking tons of good guys with guns apparently, and they didn't do anything. They they stopped the parents trying to. <laughs> he he get walked into the by one. He walked by a good guy with a gun, and it's the insane. good guy with a gun was like, "You need some help getting in there, or anything like that." And then it, it's crazy. I just I can't even I can't even believe the conversation already, and uh, you know. You just know it's going to happen again, and now we have to like get ready for that conversation to to go badly. The, basically, yeah. in America, conversations are bad here, <laughs> and when something turns into that, it gets yeah. it gets bad. But uh, yeah, uh, well, Nick, thanks I'll for calling. For we got a, a full queue. Um, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was just going to say like. Um, that's what we're trying to do here um, with the socialist society and stuff is just bring a whole bunch more conversation and some lectures and stuff. I'll, um, I'll pop a link in the chat and um, I'll message you on, on Twitter, Brian, if you've got a, um, like a PO box or something, I'll stick you an issue of the newsletter that we've done, which I'm really proud of. That's great. Um, a physical copy. I'll, I'll post it to the other side of the world for you. Nice. Well, awesome. I'm here. Well, thanks for calling Nick. We love you. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. We got we got to rip through these calls. I mean, we're not like running out of time, but we are uh yeah, talking real chatty today. Chatty um, Keith. I also got to say um that the other weird thing I'm having like I told you I played that board game. Uh I've also beat one of my Nintendo Switch games that I've been playing since December of 2020. I actually fucking beat it. So the first game I've beaten a really long time. It was like 53 hours. Nice. Um, but I'm sucks when you do it though. You're done now. Oh, I started it right back up. There's there's <laughs> three different endings. There's three different endings in it. Okay. Uh, that does make sense then. But I also am kind of I this um I guess I'm gonna ruin the joke up front. It's not how I really think, but um it's also kind of weird to me that I started taking that Wellbutrin and now I've watched more TV and played more video games than I have by the last five years. You're calming down. Oh, well, oh, <laughs> exactly. I, I can I've relax just... and enjoy things and like not 
be on edge or always hating shit, but it also just feels like it's making me into like a dead brain dead fucking American consumer too. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this real quick. Uh, had my last therapy appointment. Did I tell you, did I say this on the show already? I hope I didn't. Uh, I had my last therapy appointment and uh, yeah, cause it was, I don't know why I'm, but so anyway, I had my last therapy appointment and the thing he told me first, he told me, Oh, you should look for something spiritual. And I was like, not oh, no. happening. That's hippie shit. I told him it was hippie shit. And then he goes like this. He starts asking me some questions. And I was talking about how I kind of thought the ketamine treatment thing was a scam. And he was like, why do you think been... that? Well, not now, but I did before. Oh, oh. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? And he was like, you know what? I've been talking to you for almost three years now. And uh, if there's one thing I want to tell you before you leave, you know, it's you have to stop being paranoid about getting scammed. <laughs> he said that to you? He called me paranoid. And I was like, yeah. uh, what You're paranoid do you mean? about water. What? You're yeah, paranoid no. about the safety of water. He goes, what? I go, what do you mean by like, I don't feel like a paranoid guy. And he goes like, you think everybody's, a, everything's a scam. Like you think that like, everything is a is a ripoff somehow like you're getting ripped off and like that's a bad way to look at the world mm -hmm. and like uh i was just like yeah i mean i guess like it does sort of make sense that and and like this is what i came to afterward it's like i'm a guy that like watches pro wrestling and is fascinated with carnies and stuff like that of course like i think everything's a ripoff or or, or somebody's you know out you know what i mean like i just think everything's a scam and uh but then you know what i told him i was like somebody sent me the link for how much it costs to buy ketamine uh for these treatment clinics and they're charging me 500 dollars for something they get for like two dollars he's like well they oh, have yeah. a staff and i was like not this place they didn't like <laughs> two people and he goes uh well everything and capitalism is is a scam <laughs> Oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> but that's it. I am. I am. Uh, you need uh, to him. Everything is a scam. That's great. Yeah, but but like, yeah. I, he actually did say I, I should stop worrying about getting scammed, and that I should uh, uh, find something to do with your brain. That you know, he wa he wants me to meditate, but I just. I told him it was like a hippie thing. And then he got, he, he was just like, whatever. Can you please just think of anything to do with your brain? And I was like, Oh, I'll do it. I'm, I'm like kind of really enjoying now. not having a constant emergency going on in there. Like, I'm just going to do that for a while. <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. Next call. Thanks for calling street fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Wait, hello. Howdy. Hello. Uh, hey, what's up? Uh, hi, uh, this is uh, Danny in Brooklyn. Danny, oh, what's hey. up? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I wanted to call tonight specifically because I want to say two weeks ago, uh, Brian, you were uh, talking about Ardvart sauce uh, from Portland, Oregon. Being too and hot, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. Wait, so you've tried? Have you tried it? 
No, no, but it says habanero on it. So I figure it's just too hot for me. Yeah. So, okay. So I wanted to talk about that because I lived uh, uh, there for 10 years and that stuff is everywhere there. But also more specifically, there was a, I want to say like a two year ish run where I was running a, or like kind of co-hosting a YouTube channel where semi-regularly we would end up eating like a a whole habanero whole. And uh, I think I ended up doing it about five times. So I've eaten like six habaneros, just like straight to the dome. So I can uh, maybe give you some insight into the actual heat of what a habanero feels like. It just, here's what I think. I'm just going to tell you what I already think a habanero tastes like. Mace, it, it does. <laughs> these hot foods, to me, these hot sauces, that the whole point is, yo, this shit is so hot. I can't ever taste anything other than pain when, I, mean, I, when I have those. Habanero has a flavor. I, I've heard that yeah. that's like one of the hottest bastards out there. Like it's, it's not. It's top of the list. It's barely a jalapeno. It's just like right above jalapeno. Wait a no. I always heard it was like. I always heard it was like. Maybe up, Serrano is more or less. Serrano is a pretty hot motherfucker. I'll tell you that. I'm looking it up. How to tell how hot your peppers are? That's what I'm googling right now. <laughs> I don't know. I I'll I mean tell you right. I'll tell you right. Did it now, put they're, you they're out? Different. Okay, so I'm not going to fudge the details here. If you eat a whole habanero, especially one that has a lot of seeds, you you do kind of feel like you're hallucinating for five minutes. Like you're, you're, you'll like uh, salivate like crazy. It's it's really wild. Uh, I mean, it really kind of brings you into the present. But I would say in the 10 years since we did that, uh, that show, there's been just sort of this explosion, like in just like painful sauces, and mm-hmm. um, really, it's not uh, habaneros are sort of like um, they're like the hottest naturally occurring pepper, and like since then, there's been a lot of like really twisted people who will like uh, they specifically will try to like make a hotter one by like essentially mating one pepper with another one or cross pollinating it in a specific way. So, like, there's certain habaneros that are red that are hotter, and there's scotch bonnets, which are, like, this uh, Jamaican pepper that are a little bit hotter, and then, of course, everybody's heard of a ghost pepper. But habaneros do have a little bit of flavor, and I will say specifically that the aardvark sauce is very good because even though it is flavored with a habanero, its heatness, or its heatness, its heat, it kind of, jumps up real high but then dips down so uh you get you do get that heat it's it's not it's something like you know my mom would probably be like oh this is very hot like um but uh it's not it's not something that's gonna throw you on the ground and uh i think like there's like only like a couple different ingredients in that sauce and like one of them is like carrot like that's why it's really orange in addition to having like habanero in it so like it's not too spicy. It is I'm made to be now. a flavorful thing. Okay, yeah, I'm looking now, and it is in the middle, high middle, 
I'm going to try it now. I ordered some aardvark hot sauce because I just always naturally hid from habaneros because I thought they were at the very top of the Scoville scale. Now I'm looking at the Scoville scale and they're high middle, which I'm a very medium guy. You know, I like a fucking, I make my steaks medium. I like uh, uh, medium heat on Indian food, like whatever the middle of the peppers is. I pick that. I'm like, and just when it comes to food, I'm a centrist and habanero seems like a centrist choice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. It's very good. I'm getting and, it. Uh, <laughs> Aardvark is actually... Um, really good on uh, on pizza specifically like it's one that it was in like all the pizza places before and probably still is and uh so i'd highly recommend it on that and um yeah i believe that's the only place that like that's where you'll find it like in a restaurant is in the pacific northwest and it doesn't really make its way out of there unless you order it online but it's very good and uh i would highly recommend it um and, uh, yeah, there's hotter things out there for sure. That's definitely not the hottest. All right. I ordered it. Thank you for calling, Danny. We oh, love of you. course. Bye-bye. Have, have a great evening. Bro, I can get three of these things for $23. I think. Is that a good deal? I mean, Secret Aardvark Hot Hot Sauce. Oh, it's a sampler. I, I do not buy samplers. Um, well, I recommend it. I would like to do, I would like to do eat a whole habanero. Um, <laughs> I, I should do I it on not. the stream. Okay. I want to do a one gram. You were talking about on, on block butter. You were talking about one gram dab. And I realized yeah. I can, I can do one of those now. Like I have the money when I used to have, it used to be like, it would cost too much money to just blow a, a whole gram, you know, but now oh, yeah, you, you can get them pretty cheap too. Uh, uh, like you could do a one gram dab it just it to me it's not like i don't know I, I just i think to me it's like as crazy as it gets sort of thing for weed like it's the most that's the extreme that's like the everest of weed i think is the one dab. gram dab yeah you, you don't think i think it is yeah I mean, the only thing you can really do is do a two gram dab after that point. So I would say that a one gram dab is the Mount Everest of weed and people can call and tell me I'm wrong, but like, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking a one gram dab is a, is, is it. Okay. Interesting. I mean, can you think of anything else that you think would put you through more? <laughs> Um, you know I mean, just a crazy edible, I guess. I guess like the world's biggest bong could be, but that in the no, end. No, the one gram drab is more. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, I don't know. Yeah, one gram dab. I guess if there is some, I'll look up while we answer this next call. I'll look up if there's some extreme edible. Okay. Okay. All right. Next call. We could just take a ton. Yeah, you just want to do the 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 craziest one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thanks for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? What's up, guys? Howdy. Bear. 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 
This is an all star all star cast tonight. Oh, hey, Brett. Oh, it's going great tonight. So one of the highest THC things is a 175 milligram Chiba Chew. It's called the Ooh. Chiba Chew Decadose. <laughs> okay. And it's small, dude. It's like the size of a, a, a you remember Bonkers? It's the size oh, of a ooh. Bonkers or a Mamba. Damn. Why did you bring up Bonkers? <laughs> you have the touch. Uh, <laughs> oh, I oh never mind. Never. There's the Topang. Okay, I got it. I'll have it one second. Sorry, sorry, Bear. I'm I'm trying to figure out the the highest sold edible. Uh, uh oh, here it is. All right, it's called the uh, Corova Black Bar Brownie. Okay, one thousand milligrams yes. of THC. Okay. It's supposed to be a twenty dose. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, and there's also a Venice Cookie Company four twenty brownie uh, that is also one thousand milligrams. I and would then just you make you can't get much further. Yeah, that's just gonna make you go to bed. I feel, I would just make me sleep, and you wake up super high, <laughs> melt down. I would. I don't know how I would. I would just be like, I'm dead. I think I died. Yeah, I would be like dying. that cop that called nine one one and said, I think I'm dead because <laughs> yeah, I did yeah, two hundred and fifty yeah. in like a half hour, and and it, it's one of the great trials of my entire life. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Bear. What's uh, going on? I would that? not recommend. Uh, I was I was gonna say I wouldn't recommend doing any of those. One time I made a one thousand two hundred fifty milligram edible, uh, and it sucked, and I hated my life. Um, would not recommend. It's not. You did it? How long did you go through it? Eight hundred milligrams. Damn. How long did it last? I got I got one of those. I got one of those fucking herb vaporizers. So after you vape it like the dried herb it's a little bit weaker oh. than a normal edible but like you can still make edibles out of it and they're still pretty potent and god it just wasn't fun after you go over 800 milligrams there's no fun to be had it's just bad you're just paranoid <laughs> and like on your end. yeah, yeah I the just... avb stuff i've had that happen to me before i've been high 16 hours off of avb avb too I, I remember doing that yeah, when I used to make firecrackers. Longer. Yeah, it's activated. I, I believe it's active, but it hangs around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like decarbs inside of the the vaporizer or something, because you can just eat spoonfuls of it and go to fucking space. Yeah, it's weird because you don't. I, I and and this is you know obviously, I don't. I think I'm wrong about this, right? But well, I know I'm wrong about this because I've done it. I I think a 500 milligram dose of weed is probably more of a trial than acid, like doing a couple hits of acid. Like, because weed, once you get to that high number, like, it gets scary. Like, actually, you're like, this is fucked up. It's scary. And acid, I does the same and acid thing. makes you crazier no acid makes you convinced i think acid gives you more confidence though it makes you convinced that you're in control like it makes you think that you're in charge of everything i feel like a boost of confidence i feel like i'm losing grip with reality on a high dose edibles yeah yeah 
I think the one grand. Yeah. It's always yeah. bad. It's just always like forever. But like, right. I would rather I would rather do a high dose acid trip again than I would another high dose, like super high dose weed. Like, I, I think I think it like makes you lose too much of like your own sanity, and you like double question shit too much. With acid, like, you just discover new shit. You don't you don't constantly rethink the last thing that you thought. You know. <laughs> yes, that's the weed problem. It's like. Uh, there's cancer growing in my stomach. No, there's not. There's not. Stop saying that. I'm just going to watch this TV show. Oh, there's cancer growing in my stomach. Why watch this TV show? And you're just like, fuck, brain, please stop. We've already went over this. It's like, we've got like six more hours of this to go. Yeah. yeah, With the the acid, you spiral. With the weed, you just Uroboros on yourself. You just fuck yourself over entirely. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Yep. Weed is the repeat in your ass drug. (laughs) Um, it is it is it is like it's funny because like john uh colin was super surprised well everybody is when they hear it but that i did acid the first time when i was 12 right but i have a way better more positive memory of the first time I did acid than I do the first time I smoked weed. (laughs) I threw up the first time I smoked weed. (laughs) Like in two seconds. It was just like I'm I'm high for like a minute and then I'm fucking throwing up and you know the people I'm getting high with are making fun of me because I'm throwing up. (laughs) Yeah. It's just a whole fucking thing. And then a older kid, because I was getting high with this older kid, we were like twelve, uh was also stoned, but he was only like 14 so he wasn't like a super older kid 14 15 years old so he also like wasn't handling his weed well and he just grabbed me by the hair he didn't slam my head on a table or anything but he shook my head up and down and said i'm so fucking stoned dude like that feeling for the rest of my life i just think about like that and also being like does me saying out loud does anybody else have tunnel vision and just getting torn apart by a room full of people (laughs) saying something like that yeah Unfortunate. Yeah, for, I I'm surprised I kept doing it. Weed. I really don't even remember my first time smoking. I was definitely 12, but the only circumstance I remember was it was some older dude at my church, and I, I caught him smoking weed, and he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck, you're going to snitch. And I was like, no, pass it over. I'll try it, because I was stupid oh. and young and wanted to like, be cool. <laughs> and... I remember having to sit through the rest of service and like being extremely scared of something, probably like hell or something. But like I couldn't fucking focus on shit. But that's all I remember was just being like vaguely scared. I would I'm gonna tell you something right now. If if any of the first twenty times I got high happened at a church, I I don't know if I'd be religious or if I'd be like a stoner, you know, like I, you know, I, I feel like when you get the kind of high you get the first few times you do it, being at church puts you in a real situation. Yeah. 
You know, it's fucking crazy. I was raised like a like a super hardcore church kid, right? Like I was homeschooled. My parents are like super conservative Baptists. Like I still go to a Baptist church because that's like what I do instead of paying rent to my parents. Like that's mm-hmm. that's what I was raised in. So most of my first drug experiences were either in a church or immediately like surrounded by church stuff. Uh, my first time doing acid was in the same church that I did weed for the first time in. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> I want parents that like. That's religious parents will do that, man. They'll just be like, "What you you need some money?" And you'll be like, uh, "Yeah, I need some money." And they'll say, uh, "Well, I mean, we'll give you some money if you just come to church with us." You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what we want? It's, They're trying to turn you on to the Lord, crazy. and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, they, the, my parents are the kind of people who, like, won't give you shit, right? Like, if they know you, like, if you're a stranger, they'll give you the fucking shirt off their back because, like, they think that's what God wants them to do. But if they know you, they won't give you shit. You can, like, you can be like, please, I have an eight in three weeks. And they're like, well, should have thought about that. But, like, now that I'm uh, now that I'm still living there, I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll ride with you up to the church once a week. And they're like, hot damn, you get a full right stay at our house then. Fuck it. i mean that's how i'll say this i don't know you know about your childhood or anything like that but i will say this your parents are the real deal because like i know some people that call themselves christian even people that go to church who i don't think i don't think care at all if new people come to the church as a matter of fact they would be angry if new people started showing up at the church, so they don't tell anybody. They're like, fuck you. You're going to go to hell. I don't want traffic on Sunday. I don't want to have to fucking wait in line extra long at the buffet. Like, I just, you know, I don't need you. So having somebody that worries that much about your, like, soul through Jesus, like having somebody that worries that much about it, it makes that makes them, like, real believers, you know? I got some fucking crazy religion stories. I got a fuck ton of them, but no, like worrying about people's souls. The two things that I took away from religion most, right? Which is obviously why I'm so hardcore into like leftist anti-fascism and stuff is I was taught from day one, day fucking one, that I should be ready to die for my beliefs, no matter what they are, that like people are coming to kill me for my beliefs and I should be fucking prepared for it because they're like the most Mm -hmm. fundamental. And the second thing that I learned is that no matter what the situation is, you can always tell people what you believe. And nine times out of 10, motherfuckers will listen to it. And I like took that hardcore with me throughout my like political journey and like becoming an activist and shit. And those two things have reigned true. You know, I wasn't oppressed then, but now being like a hardcore leftist where I live, like I've been harassed before a number of times for like wearing you know, lefty shit. And like, I just have to have the same mindset of like, fuck it. You know, if they try to do something stupid, that's on them. I'm just like prepared. And I think that's like, it's really fucked up, but it's really effective at getting people to spread a message, you know? Yeah. For yeah. Sure. I mean, I, and, and I'll look at it on that side of like, I think that especially for a person who wants to do political organizing or like even wants to understand the people on the other side of 
politics and stuff. I, I, I don't know if there's a better place for leftists to go than church every Sunday, because I mean, we're essentially are kind of battling back and forth with a lot of the conservative. Obviously there are churches that aren't conservative, but I mean, our, our battle is against like the conservative churches basically <laughs> and the government. But like, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing is like, they always do. Th I, they do listen to you as long as you're talking about like, as long as you're talking about spiritual stuff, like ghosts and stuff like that, like, like the, the Christian -y kind of stuff, they're willing to hear anything out. They're just willing to be like, okay, so here's why you shouldn't be that. Like they love to tell you like where you're wrong and they're right. And, uh, you know, that's, that's probably a bad thing, but I, I, I've been in so many conversations with people who know I'm an atheist who are religious, who are just trying to like catch me in a lie sort of thing or, or catch me being like accidentally Christian. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, they still do that shit. I'll tell you what's <laughs> fucking crazy, right? So when I was, when I was in uh, youth, when I was like a younger guy, I had went to this like weekend retreat and the whole point of it was just teaching you how to make propaganda, right? How to do propaganda. It was just teaching you like how to, how to get people to listen to you, how to like force them into a conversation kind of thing, really fucked up to do. But something that they taught me that I really took to heart and that I still fucking use is that if you just bother every single person and try to get them to listen to you, then you can hit at least five people a day. It's like the statistical average. And if you just bother every person you see and you try to say something, you can get at least five people to listen. And like, it works. You can get at least five people to listen to you enough that you can convince them of something. You know, like I may not be able to convince like, them of everything I believe, but like I'll just go bother motherfuckers until like they'll they'll listen to something I have to say. You know, that's great though because you're doing that because uh, it's mostly it's mostly like really. No, most people doing that are the most awful. They're like, can you believe this shit in the news? You know, and then they start saying <laughs> what a real woman is or some, something like that. And then you're like, oh, no. But if you're like, if you're bothering everybody, like we should all get, get should we all be getting along? Should we just accept people for who they are? You know, like in the middle of the laundromat. Yeah, I'm fucking, <laughs> you're fucking, I'm fucking standing in the laundromat doing my clothes. I'm telling people, I'm like, you know, we should really start like an alliance for like culturally different people here because like, <laughs> we only have like the main white people and eventually you get some motherfuckers like you know what maybe we should start that you know like <laughs> i'm interested yeah yeah i mean that is what they have i mean it's them and salespeople, and maybe it's yeah. the same thing like there That's are just sales some gets away with it too well yeah because also they're they're like there's People are very different. Like I'm a, I'm a very different sort of person that is just like, uh, I don't fucking hear it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's, it, it I, I'll say this, like when it comes to sales and shit, not, I don't want to hear, I like hearing people talk about religion or whatever, but, but like yesterday I wanted to get another pair of glasses. Cause I thought it'd be cool to have two pairs of glasses or whatever. So I went to Warby Parker and uh, I walked in the door and somebody walked up to me and was like, all the glasses are there. I'll be out to help you pick one out in just a minute. And I just turned around and walked back out of the door. 
Why? Because I didn't want help. <laughs> I just wanted to go around oh, and fucking pick a pair of glasses and then go up. To, I want to go up to a person and say, I want these glasses. And then they go back and they give me the glasses and then I buy them and I take off or however it works there. Right. And like, I just don't want help ever. And that, that is like where I'm at when it comes to sales too. Right. Is like, I go to a place like a car dealership and they fucking always sell me the first car I test out every time. I don't think I've ever test drove more than one car when I went to buy a goddamn car, you know, because okay. yeah. I don't want to fucking deal with the car guy and you have to deal with the car guy. So like the ability of salespeople and the ability of, of again, like religious people and stuff is like, they will, they don't mind dealing with the car guy, the sales guy. They don't mind dealing with me. Like, I couldn't be less hospitable. They don't mind even trying to fucking sell me stuff. You know what I mean? And, and I think that, yeah. like, that's kind of weirdly like the two types of people. <laughs> But what's crazy is a lot of times the first thing we're taught is how to deal with people like you, you know, because like you obviously got that whole sales pitch and the whole propaganda thing. And like when you're doing like church stuff, they got like the Romans road salvation. They're supposed to show everyone. But like the first thing you're taught is like if they don't want to listen, then tell them that you're like, you're like, all right, whatever. I won't do it. And then you just build a relationship with that fucker. You just like talk to them about some random shit that they got on. And like they teach you how to like pull this fucker in and like build a relationship with him. And then after like three years, drop your message back on him again. And it's fucking insane. <laughs> like that's some crazy simulator shit, but it works. Like I can't even deny the fact that it works. Manipulation yeah, for like, good. You gotta do manipulation for good instead of the Lord. Yeah. Personally, my belief is that like, you know, we all, we all talk about how much there's like conservatives and like, radical fundamentalist Christians and stuff everywhere. And like, that's gotta have a root cause. So like use their fucking methods against them. Like they're willing to teach that shit to anyone who will walk in the door and listen, just lie to them, <laughs> you know, like get their methods and then go use that shit is my thought point, you know? Cause like, yeah. they're going to keep doing it. We might as well do it to them, you know? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. A absolutely bear. Well, Hey, thanks for calling in. We got to We we uh we're running out of time, but it's always good to hear from you, Bear. Yeah, appreciate it. Of course. Uh, before we go, I would just like to say, Brian, the other week you mentioned that you think the bravest thing a man can do is show off his flaccid penis to the public. Yeah, <laughs> and I just got to say that as a Greek man who's like extremely Greek, my flaccid penis is fucking everywhere. It is the flaccid penis, like my. My little bear looks exactly like like Michelangelo's David. It's already out there, dude. I uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I, I would have to look more impressive. It, I mean, like it's very hard for me to imagine. Listen, all I'm gonna say is what mine looks like. I don't want anybody to see that at all. Not not my wife. Not anybody. Not your wife. I don't know. I don't want anybody to see what my flaccid penis looks like. I don't walk around this house naked. 
You know what I mean? Ever. I'm, and if I'm naked in the same room as my wife, I just don't face her. She sees my ass area. <laughs> my God, you just stand with like your hip pointed at her and like talk over your shoulder. Yeah, I mean, what am I supposed to fucking do? Stand there and talk to her with my penis hanging there? Put your put your fist yeah. in the small of your back and lean all the way forward. Push your <laughs> belly out <laughs> like no. a damn ape, just scratching his <laughs> behind. I don't, I don't want to do that. I just, I don't know. I get why maybe sometimes people are like, oh, hey, you know. I don't mind people seeing my penis. As a matter of fact, at the gym, there's all kinds of guys that are just like, I don't care. You know, everybody look at my penis. I don't care. Um, and mm -hmm. like, for me, I'm just like, please don't even don't try to decipher an outline in my shorts. Don't at all think about it because it's, I don't want people to see it when it is, when it isn't like all the way there i want it to be all the way there you know what i mean because that's you, when i feel my most confident okay like, in, you want people to be scared it's like the it's, naked a, it's a atmosphere. gun pointed out of me. <laughs> i mean when i i feel my most confident oh well somebody in the chat said this and i'm gonna verify it yes i do change clothes in the bathroom after i shower i bring the clothes into the bathroom and I put them on in there so that when I walk out, I'm fully formed. As the yeah, Brian, everybody I knows. Not, lot, but yeah. I cannot understand that. My flaccid penis is the art penis, and I've been seeing it for years, and mine's been the same for fucking years. Like, I can't even understand where that thought comes from. I can't even. Like, when I was really. About it. When I was first in high school taking art classes, at first I was kind of like, oh God, that looks like mine. It's just everywhere and everyone's staring at it. But then I was like, well, everyone's already staring at it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, mine doesn't look like that Michelangelo or whatever like that. Mine looks like, like, I don't know. Like it kind of, I, I hate to say this, but I'm going to tell you something, okay? <laughs> yeah. It looks like it's in smaller than my balls. That's the thing. That's what I don't, I don't think people should see me in that condition, you know, like that's, it, 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 it kind of crawls up in there. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm perfectly, have a perfectly fine sized penis for everybody that's listening. I'm saying that when it's not ready to go, it looks very small. That's all I'm saying. That's fine. You're going to be a grower. Yes, that is exactly it. Thank you. And Psychic Gasoline said I live like a visitor at his own house. And <laughs> yes. you're not totally wrong about that. <laughs> well, Barrett's good to hear from you. Thanks for calling in. Oh, my God. Yeah, of course. Have a good one, guys. Another time somebody got me talking about my penis on this show. It's peepus when it's not erect. I mean, only guys care about dicks, man. That's, that's, that's a guy thing. Just don't worry about it. Only guys care about big dicks. No, I don't think it's that. Is this the last call? Last call? Yes. All right, last call. Uh, thanks for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to tonight? Hello. Howdy. Hello. Oh, hey, how's it going? Uh, my name is Nate. Uh, how are you guys? Great. How are you, Nate? 
I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm calling today because um, I run a meme account page that satirizes um, CoStar Group, and I'm about to go to court for it. What? Uh, yeah. The CoStar app? Um, and uh, yeah, CoStar. No, not the not the not the astrology app. Um, it's the uh, the real estate company or the real estate data company. Oh, I was thought it was an astrology thing. That's only CoStar. I know. No, no, that would actually be a lot funnier if it was if I was going to court for an astrology app. <laughs> I'm looking. It's here. Is it here or am I didn't? Oh, yeah, it's here. What do you know? CoStar Group is in Columbus. Oh, they're everywhere. The corporate office. Oh, really? What do they do? Uh, so basically, CoStar is a um, commercial real estate analytics company. So they basically provide like information on properties to all like major brokerages um, around the country. And they like provide like, you know, loan data and that sort of thing that helps people like assess the value of properties. Um, but basically I started doing like this main account page, like in December, um, just started making fun of their like CEO and the kind of like shady business practices. Um, and then it kind of escalated and a bunch of people um, started sending in their stories about how they were been like, Sexually harassed at the company, or how they had been taken advantage of by the company. Um, I just like putting these stories online, and the CEO is a petulant little bitch and got all mad about it. Um, and is like, he fired a bunch of people who follow the account, um, and he also is once again taking me to, to court for violating my non disparagement agreement. Oh, so you huh. were there? You were working there? Yeah, I was. A, I used to be. I used to work there in. Um, I, I would work there until July of, of, of last year. So I was just a former employee making some some jokes on Instagram. What is? I mean, uh, is there really a non disparagement agreement after you don't work at a place? Because I'm here's here's the reason I'm saying that to you is I have talked shit about yeah. every single one of my old jobs on this show. Yeah, on the internet. We've said the words, the names of the places we worked at. Oh yeah, I mean that's that's the kind of funny thing about it is that like as far as I know, um, this is like the first time someone's been taken to arbitration for making a means account, and you know they're framing it as like as me violating this non-disparagement clause. Um, but um, yeah, it's like it's one of those things where like you, I think you think that it's going to be one of those things where like you can't like shit talk the company to their customers, you know, um, not like the kind of thing where you just can't say, Oh my God, my old boss was a jackass. Here's some jokes about it. Um, but apparently they can take you to court for that. So we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> Holy shit. I used to disparage people. I, I disparage. The only thing I haven't done is said names, but I'm willing to say names too on this show. If you want to know who my boss was at places, uh, some of them, I don't know their last names for real, but that is scary. So you have a lawyer and everything or you're in court. Yeah. So working on currently working on procuring counsel, uh, if anybody has any leads, feel free to send it to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah. basically they're trying to like, they're trying to take me down. They're trying to take me to arbitration for essentially like, a dollar and lawyer's fees, but what they want is they want the Instagram page taken down. So they're not like suing me for a lot of money. 
they're basically just suing me so they can get a judgment so that the you know the arbitrator or judge or whatever can basically tell me to take down my Instagram account, which is insane and feels like a big First Amendment violation. That is, I get that is fucking crazy. That I guess yeah. maybe there's just not that many co-star group things. You know what I mean? Like there's not that many, like people aren't, they're probably really just worried about the fact that people are seeing stuff that could end up getting them in trouble. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, the, the thing is, is that like, I mean, the, the, the arbitration agreement they or request they've sent me basically is also is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my entire life. Feel free to check out. Um, it's at CoStar underscore memes on Instagram. I put the whole arbitration agreement there. Um, basically, they try to like take jokes and try to say that they're like threatening. Um, so they took like the, I mean, I put like the CEO's face on that the meme of the girl, you know, who's outside burning building and kind of smiling back at the camera. I took I put the CEO's face on that, um, and they tried to say that I was endorsing um, arson and property damage against the company. And that was basically like uh. trying to say like, you know, that we're trying to kill the CEO or something like that. Which is like, no, these are just like very common meme formats that you guys have tried to, you know, tried to construe as if they're actual threats to the company or towards personnel, which is completely untrue because I've literally never said that I want anyone in the company to get hurt. I just think that their CEO is an asshole and they should be nicer to their employees. That is why I mean, and, and like, I'm looking for it and most places even get it like sort of, uh, there are some of the memes from your page on, on Google, but most of them are for the app anyway, where it's like, they might as well just fucking let it go. I guess it's, it's weird. These companies, I guess because the CEO is an asshole, he's just like, I'm fucking I'll get this person, you know, yeah. I'll get you. Yeah. It's a personal thing. I'm sure at this point, what are you going to tell him tomorrow? Oh, completely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the guy just has a vendetta and he's on the war path and it's, it's entertaining because this guy is worth, you know, multi millions of dollars and everyone literally just wants him to quit because he's like a complete dick and is leading to his employees and also is apparently a bit of a sex pest. Um, and he won't do that he instead just because he's incredibly vain and self-obsessed. He wants to like, you know, try and fix this somehow. And I don't understand how like no one in the room was like, Hey bro, have you heard of the strike sand effect? It's funny. because Like I literally was kind of like losing traction. I like, there hadn't been a lot of news and the page had been kind of slowing down. And then this article drops on Friday about the fact that the CEO is firing people for following my news page. And I have now doubled my followers in less than 36 hours. And so, like, <laughs> bro, like, do you not understand, like, how not to get attention? Like, you just need to shut up and, like, let this happen. But instead, he's calling attention to it. And now I'm just, you know, it's getting a bigger and bigger profile. You pissed yeah, the guy they, off. You pissed the CEO of the company off. Yeah, they never know. They never realize that they're, it's not going to work out for him. You can't just, you're not, you're not going to do anything by engaging. I don't, no. That's really stupid he's doing the getting picked on he's like he's basically pulling his own underwear up his own ass crack yeah he really is he's doing all the work now <laughs> yeah now people know about it now more yeah, people totally. than ever 
<laughs> well, how many? How can people get a hold of you if they can help out with uh, law stuff? Uh, is there a way? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, yeah. If anybody, yeah, you can always uh, slide into my DMs or, or open on Instagram. It's um, at CoStar underscore memes on Instagram. Uh, or you can just email CoStarMemes at gmail.com uh, if you have any leads. And yeah, I was trying to get more coverage on this because I think the, the larger, the bigger the story gets, the dumber they're going to they're gonna look for going through this arbitration agreement. Um, but yeah, any help that anybody has, is, you know, feel free to send my way because it's going to be interesting. Well, thanks for calling. Have fun. I like that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. <laughs> Peace. Yeah, pre- Peace. Have a good one. Do, 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 do. Oh, shit. That's fucking wild. That is crazy. Meme pa- yeah, that. I mean, it's like the eBay guy that got personal, you know, hopefully not like that, but it like, it just, uh, these, they have the money and the resources and they just want to show, like, they just want to go to bed at night knowing that they spent thousands of dollars to get this person to shut up and they don't have a way to fight back, you know? Yeah, I'm actually, there are stories about this guy. This guy might have, uh, the meme account might have actually maybe got him in trouble. <laughs> oh, no, really? There's articles. If you if you Google CoStar, uh, there's an article about how Fuck he treats yeah. his employees. Fuck yeah. CEO Andrew Florence. Uh-oh, now we're in trouble. I'm Googling no, him. Scrape our show. Yeah. Well, that's Street Fight. We did the call-ins show, bro. Thanks for everybody for calling. We appreciate it. Cause I get too high When I look up I believe I can fly I can give up natural regular guy You see this pain when you look in my eyes I learned how to get some money when I was a young And I had to learn how to survive You know how my niggas come and we drill over nothing You niggas ain't ready to die Yeah, yeah, yeah He say it's up then it's stuck there I might chop off his top like I cut hair All these glocks in my spot I got gun shells I got racks in the safe cause I love bags Fuck your Jacksons I need Tubman That mean you gotta pay me in dubs man Break down the 50s and hundreds. I arrived in the trap in Columbus. And you know I really love this. I got put on for us in the public. In the pistol, we trust and we bust it. Niggas get nipped and tucked up a fuck shit. Roll the wood, I don't ever roll Dutch hit. And my bitch get respect like a Dutch hit. Only businesses, we so industrious. Cause some crazy, then cop a few buses. Bulletproof every one of my buses. Brand new F in and it busted. She gave me head and it busted. In the street with my dog and my cousin. Keep a beard on our face, cause we Muslims. If they hating on us, then it's fucked up. Got the chop with the Drum like percussion. Trying to quit smoking cause I get too high. When I look up, I believe I can fly. I can give up natural regular guy. You see this pain when you look in my eyes. I learned how to get some money when I was a young and I had to learn how to survive. You know how my niggas come and we drill over nothing. You niggas ain't ready to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he ready for war. But when I look in his eyes, I can see that's not some shit he could really endure. I know that nigga be lying. He crossed the line. Now I'm gonna settle the score. Cut his ass out on the grind. I got my nine. I'm a confetti. The boy. I built this shit by design, put in my time, now I'm ahead of them boys I said it all on the vine, with all my guys, that's what I'm repping it for I do this shit on the fly, don't even try, feel like I've been here before Shoot a bitch right in his eye, if he survived, then he can carry the torch Me and my niggas is motivation, me and your bitch practice procreation Give her that dick and she's so impatient, give her that dick and she's so impatient And she's so thick we be going places, might just pop out through a show in Vegas When she hop on that dick she be going crazy
Hey. We get high and that's when we start for the Tryna quit smoking cause I get too high. When I look up, I believe I can fly. I can't give up natural regular guy. You see this pain when you look in my eyes. I learned how to get some money when I was a young and I had to learn how to survive. You know how my niggas come and we drill over nothing. You niggas ain't ready to die.